0: Well, hello, everybody. This is uh, Reanimated Podcast, and we're back after a week's hiatus while A.J. went to uh, do a regime change in the U.K. Uh, and speaking of her, uh, she's back in the U.S. Hi, A.J., how's it going?
1: Hello, hello. Uh, I came back, but apparently I left behind some zombie pigeons in the U.K. <laughs> oh, dear.
0: What have you gotten into this time?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know what what it is, but apparently there's something, some kind of play going around for pigeons in the U.K. that are... Uh, causing them some twitching and neck turning i did not actually watch the videos of this because i i just didn't want to put that in my head which is really funny given what we do but (laughs) you know um but yeah anyway so that's going on um and uk was glorious wonderful um you know very bustling and amazing and i love that city um weirdly i do have another like kind of bird story which was the most amazing not amazing but kind of like a very uh london-y thing i guess to have him but we were um visiting various touristy things in the uk because i hadn't been there in a while and i you know i feel like the last time i had done that stuff i was a little too young to kind of appreciate some of it so we went to westminster abbey and there is a queen's jubilee gallery that is like You'll appreciate this, I think, because I thought it was weird and funny but and cool also. But apparently they they have all these um, effigies of different rulers and royalty, like some made of wax, some made of wood, and some that were kind of lost and locked up in a room that somebody discovered. So you can imagine how that must have been. Terrifying. um, Walking into that. But they have them all set up um, in their dress and, you know. It's it's weirdly Egyptian in thought, if you think about it. How old um, are these things? Some of them are very, very old. um, Like, you know, like hundreds of years old, even. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Um, But one of them is this. I think I, 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 this is like I should have more details about this. But the funny part isn't who it is. But anyway, there's a countess or duchess and she's there and next to her is a stuffed Af- african grey parrot and the label reads that uh oh the the bird the bird died shortly thereafter her because she had requested that it be stuffed with her so i i don't think that the bird probably actually died i think somebody probably took it took him out um,
0: it was like well it was her dying wish and so now i shall die
1: yeah and again much like egyptian <laughs> things right you know yeah. Uh, anyway, as we're watching this, as we're looking at this, uh one of the sort of docents or whatever comes up to us in, in their robes and he starts striking up a conversation and he opens with, Do you like dead parents? It's a money python
0: sketch or something. That's
1: what it kind of felt like. And he's like, Would you like to see another one? <laughs> and and Who I'm would like say oh my- yes to that. Well, I did because it's me. And also I was like, is he going to, does he have like a, like a under his robes? Does he have like another dead parrot? Like, is this going to turn to dark?
0: There's a whole um, chamber of dead parrots.
1: But apparently um, in London, there is, and this is what he shared. Uh, there is a very old bar called Ye Old Cheshire Cheese on Fleet Street. And it has a African gray parrot that was a, quite a, a celebrity in its day um you know it 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 you know rubbed wings with the likes of charlie chaplin and and others but apparently had a very salty language uh a salty vocabulary um and when the bird died they stuffed it and they put it over the bar and so because this was such an unusual story my husband and i felt like we had to go and visit the old ye old chester cheese and see the bird and we did (laughs) so i can confirm it's there and the bar is very cool um it was uh built in I think sixteen sixty seven. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um anyway, that's my that's the end of my bird stories of the UK. But I just thought that was kind of random and amazing and I enjoyed it.
0: Well, that that's fantastic. Next time on H A Conrad's Bird Stories of the UK, uh we will be talking <laughs> about more pigeon stories, probably. I don't know yeah. what what other birds even do they oh, have
1: again, weird. I know. I don't really like I'm not into birds that much, but this was just seemed to be a bird related theme trip. But they also have parrots in um similar to what we have in Greenwood Cemetery here. They <laughs> have, they have a bunch of parrots in Hyde Park, which I was unaware of and probably a similar scenario where yeah, they just got
0: released like and that. then have bread.
1: Um, I will say these are slightly less obnoxious in how they they call to each other, but kind of a similar thing. It was just really kind of random. So anyway, parrots, city of London. It's a thing.
0: Who knew that parrots would be like this invasive species? I
1: know, right? Um, but anyway, we are talking today, not just about parrots, but about uh, The Walking Dead, Last, the last of the last episodes. Um, we're going to be talking about the episode called Variant today. Um, and I'm excited to talk about that with you. Did you want to talk about these other little news tidbits? Yeah,
0: I at least wanted to touch on it because I have brought it up before. Um, I... Follow the passage on Facebook as much as I ever go onto that cursed website nowadays. <laughs> um, but when I occasionally, when I do, um, uh, on more than one occasion now, I have been greeted by the passage updated their cover photo and then a new piece of art for the passage that television show that you and I reviewed <laughs> two or three years ago now, right before yeah. it was canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been canceled. But they keep yeah. updating the art. And granted, yeah. they're all they're doing is like it's a now screaming on Hulu uh, like f- uh, frame over their cover art. but it's such a weird choice to be like, well, yeah, we're updating this canceled TV show's art. Um, and th- the response is almost always like, oh, this is so disappointing. Like <laughs> from the people who follow that page because they're it's it's like a bait and switch. Mm. Not that you know that show wasn't great. You and I had a lot of problems with it, yeah, but we wanted and- to see them get another season to see if they could fix them.
1: Yeah, I know. Um because also maybe they didn't they even get-, get
0: to the coolest part of that story.
1: No, they didn't. And I mean they could uh Maybe they'll do a reboot at some point. let's hope so. um, I was also disappointed because uh as i semi suspected Lockwood and co the the release date on Netflix got pushed to january, so I have to wait till then for that sadly um and another very sad news um i did not i had not seen this until you shared this, but um the director of um of
0: blood, blood Quantum
1: quantum jeff barnaby has died and very young and it's kind of it, it's just really horribly heartbreaking um i admit i did not realize that he was um ill um and you know it, it's just really um just really tragic on on many levels but also i really was hoping that we would see more um and just to be ta- i mean he's 46 years old just really sad and he had a lot to say and um just really really just very sad news um so anyway um i i think that um i i just am really sad that we won't get to see more from him and and just uh just taken a little too soon i think
0: but i agree this is tragic tragic news as you said he has He had so much to say. He had a lot of he had he had messages layered on messages that he wanted to talk about. And I'm sure he had a lot more he wanted to do. Uh, So, yeah, that's that is tragic. Um, And one other piece of news that may or may not be considered a tragedy is the news that dropped yesterday, at least as far as I could tell, it dropped yesterday about uh, a change in the lead actor on the Witcher series, which doesn't have a lot of zombies in it. But honestly, the drowners are like basically zombies. Yeah. They haven't they haven't been featured yet in the show. I don't think. No. There were ghouls. There were ghouls in one of the seasons. But um, Henry Cavill is leaving to be replaced by Liam Hemsworth, who, which is funny to see on Twitter because Twitter can be so casually cruel. People yep. are like, he is the worst of the Hemsworths.
1: <laughs> I feel bad. I don't think I wouldn't agree with that. I mean,
0: I don't. Um, know. I, don't I don't. I haven't. I've never thought to rank the Hemsworths, but. Um, it's, um, to me, it's like Henry Cavill was kind of the uh, ideal casting.
1: He was mostly
0: because of the Christian McKellen level of uh, dedication and devotion to Agreed. the original content. Um, so it's 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 tough to stomach him being replaced by someone else who may or may not be as dedicated.
1: So I I apparently uh, Liam is a fan. So that's a positive thing. Um, I think that the one thing that I'm a little uh, not little but uh, just like what are you going to do you can't stop the show um, like especially one this good or I I, I would hope you wouldn't want to stop a show this good um, so you don't have much of a choice if the actor decides to, to sort of do other things and I guess what I'm a little disappointed in is that I think it's because he's going uh, Henry uh, Cavill is going back to to reprise superman again and honestly i would much rather see him in this role than in superman <laughs> personally um
0: yeah is this like part of this james i've been seeing a lot of headlines about james gunn and dc yeah
1: is yeah. he become their
0: paul feige or something
1: I think so, and then, you know, but I also get it because, like, look, a series like this is pretty grueling. Uh, they have said this series in particular is very time-consuming time, uh, time consuming and, um, like, physically draining and, like, just with all... And that makes sense if you watch the series and see, like, all the work that they do on it. It's incredible, and there's a reason why it's incredible, but... I can understand that if you're an actor and maybe like you, he's done three seasons of it and maybe he doesn't want to get sort of stuck in that. Um, and we've heard this from other people in these kinds of series. It just makes it harder when you're like the lead and when you're do it, when you do it so well. And I'm, I'm very sad he's leaving, but I'm also going to give Liam a chance. And I, this has got to be a pretty difficult thing to do. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I maybe, maybe would have been best to end it after this season, but I, I think we have to like, just wait and see what happens i guess so
0: yeah um but I, that's I guess,
1: tough. that's tough i mean it's you know yeah. it is what it is um,
0: um also cd project Red, the developer of the video game the witcher just announced last week that they're doing a remake uh they're basically re yeah remaking the first uh first game with modern technology which is kind of exciting mm-hmm. um sometimes those Sometimes those mean that they are doing like a complete from the ground, you know, down, rip it down to the studs and rebuild it. Sometimes it's just like pasted into a new, a new engine. But um, I never, I did play the original Witcher and it was clunky. So I'd be excited to see them give it the old uh, modern spit and polish. Uh, But moving on, we have an episode of The Walking Dead to discuss.
1: We do. Variant
0: uh, was uh, written by Karen Gaviola and directed by Vivian Say. I am pretty sure. Or the other way around.
1: <laughs>
0: 1.36 million was the audience. I think that's crept up from the beginning of the uh, ch- this chapter of the season. And um, we had left off with Sebastian getting his throat ripped out in front of a crowd of mm-hmm. non-interfering bystanders. Uh. You know, like we, when we last left, I was talking on this podcast about how Pamela Milton looked like she was about to start setting her soldiers to uh, killing members of the crowd because they were pelting her with fruit yeah. and veg. And, um, uh, and some of our group of Alexandrians and others were leave had left, some were preparing to leave. Um, and I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect at the beginning of this episode, as far as where we left off. Not a disconnect, but they kind of they don't pick up right where they left off. They no. they kind of do because there are people in the, like Eugene is in the crowd, yeah, uh, and there's chaos. But then Milton is no longer out in the crowd. Is kind of what I'm getting at here. Like she she goes from being like Mercer, you need to protect me. I'm in you know I'm in, I'm in harm's way.
1: You mm-hmm. kind of just
0: wrap that whole situation up very quickly at the beginning of this episode, yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think that would have been interesting to kind of see. Um, Also, I don't know, there was like a moment. So there's the usual stuff and the things that you would expect um, where there's just a lot of confusion in the crowd. um, And Eugene gets separated from Max. Max. But also, weirdly, somebody in the crowd says, oh, he killed or yeah. he like killed um, Sebastian.
0: I noticed that, too. That was And I thought that weird. was
1: a little weird because, like, I don't know, based on the things that they had just heard about Sebastian, I don't know. I didn't feel like some. I don't know. There were a few things that in this episode were like, ah, I'm not sure about that. It was um, disjointed.
0: And- yeah, because they built up all of this anti Milton
1: right, feeling so-
0: in the last episode. It, it, they went from. People out in the streets protesting them and writing slogans against them to Founder's Day having that huge revelation and throwing stuff at her Mm -hmm. to now this rando is going to be like, you killed Sebastian when all he did was throw a zombie off of Max toward Sebastian. And then there were 30 people standing around Sebastian watching him die and not helping him. Right,
1: right. So that felt weird to me and forced. Um, and it didn't ring true to me. And where um, is
0: the pressure on Milton in this episode?
1: Right. It just it's a little it's a little odd. Um and then of course, uh Eugene is saved by Daryl and and you know, very cleverly just hides him in a building and nobody knows this or whatever. <laughs> like, okay. Um
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, this mob scene is a little frustrating in that people don't seem to be just going inside no. they're running in different directions. They're screaming. There are, there's one scene of a civilian getting clocked by a soldier mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, Oh, okay. This is turning. Um, but yeah, they're not just like going in, in like, and all they do is go into like a storefront Daryl and Eugene.
1: It's yeah. kind of weird. Um, uh,
0: the next scene is of Sebastian on a, a slab in the morgue with Milton looking down at him and Mercer standing in the room
1: right i think think
0: has a really interesting episode Uh, we can talk more about it but what what were you going to say
1: oh i was going to say uh they really take the turning thing like like (laughs) there's no way sebastian wouldn't have turned i mean he got bitten pretty much like all through his neck like lots of opportunity here for him to turn but it takes like it what hours i guess for him to turn (laughs) in this case um You never know. Kind of weird, um, but however the
0: writer wants it to go, AJ. That's how this works.
1: I guess so, but it was still like, oh, really, really. Um. So, yeah. Um, and so there. You know, this is.
0: What did you think of this this conversation between Melton and Mercer here, where she's like, you know, um, family is complicated. You should know. She's talking to Mercer. Your sister served me for ten years, and um. Maybe she can still be saved. she's basically she's baiting him to keep yeah. him working for her in this case because i I hopefully she understands how thin the ice is under her or at least that's what we're supposed to be thinking is mm-hmm. that she is really on the ropes uh, Mercer he is like I keep like I've said Mercer has a very interesting episode because he his his loyalties are being tested his, his like um his power, I think, is really kind of under question here, too. Uh, he he seems to be getting emasculated from every side. And it's kind of he interesting is, to look at.
1: But this scene in particular really troubled me Um, because what I thought was going to happen in this scene, and maybe it still will. And I think that they're trying to build up that tension, as you just suggested. Um, But he's watched. Um, he. He has been been watching how things go down in this community for a really long time. Um, And I guess, like, the thing that, and, and there's a lot of things that just don't fully ring true to me, um, because he's watched how the Milton family has interacted. He isn't stupid. And while she's sort of dangling his sister in front of him, he knows that she, I mean, I mean, this is, sort of to me very clear that his sister was the one who recorded Sebastian and she views that as a betrayal. There's just no way she doesn't take vengeance upon Maxine, no matter what she's saying to him. And so where I thought this was going was that he would be like, yeah, sure. Sure and pretend like he was, was helping. And then I thought it would be him being a lot more subversive a lot earlier on, but instead we see him very torn. Um, and I guess in some ways they're trying to imply that part of it is that he wants to protect the community and the innocence of the community. And that's a lot of what they point to. That's a lot of the themes we see throughout. And we have been seeing like uh, with Ezekiel, right. Um, with uh, Tommy, with other people that they don't want to leave the community and with Max, um, they don't want to leave the community because they feel like they have an obligation, even though it's not perfect, to make it better. And this is a theme we hear over and over again. Um, But I just feel like this doesn't ring true, or at least it doesn't ring true if they don't show him somehow doubting or, or showing that he's smarter than Milton. I don't know. What did you think about that? Because I just don't we've seen this woman and she's ruthless. Like there's just no way she lets Max off the hook. And I feel like he would know that
0: this episode also throws me a loop as far as what she does to Hornsby later. Uh, so I was like, there are things she's doing that the writers are having her do that are unpredictable. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, but, but yeah, like what, what she could be doing here easily um, would be getting him to uh, find Eugene so that she can have both Max and Eugene in her, in her hand right uh, blame the whole thing on the outsiders because that's politically savvy right and we've seen Mm -hmm. her manipulate crowds and they haven't admitted yet that she unleashed that zombie horde on the city but i'm sure that that'll have to come up eventually and uh and then also have maxine and probably she can't kill mercer though because he's the face of the city so she's actually kind of in a tough spot she Mm -hmm. gets rid of maxine she loses mercer almost certainly So that's, that's tough for her. Like uh, she has to kind of save or offer up an olive branch for Max, even though she is the traitor. So she'd have to keep her like isolated somehow. I don't know what she would try to do. Honestly, like that's almost an impossible situation.
1: Well, it is. And I'm not, you know, I think that that makes sense to me, what she's doing. It's what he's doing. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, And she's
0: trying to preserve it no matter the cost. And that's, that doesn't, yeah, that like, that's certainly not how alexandrians work they yeah <laughs> they burn it all down for their yeah. principles right yeah. um especially after the savior war and oh man that scene with princess in this episode was uh, oh yeah it was really good yeah um so the next thing that happens after this scene though is uh, she puts out an order to grab up all of the outsiders which is you know, like i think smart um although they must be bringing in outsiders to this community constantly but she, they grab up Rosita and Princess and Ezekiel. Daryl doesn't have a scene of interrogation, but he talks about having been taken in and yeah. then released. Um, yeah, and
1: I mean, I think that the stuff between Rosita, uh, like when she's being interrogated, it's like, okay, Mercer, like what's going on here? And, and you see him sort of flag a little bit. Um, But, you know, it's... it's They, they are in a tough spot. Um, I guess I just feel like they knowing how quickly things have gone bad, I do feel like the Alexandrians would have had a plan to get out since they seem to have plans to escape people within the community randomly. Right. They really take uh, their
0: time. It feels like they're out.
1: taking their time and getting out in a way that I don't think makes sense, but
0: not with Ooh. how tense everything is. Yeah.
1: Um, um. So,
0: but they do have the kids with, I mean, they're supposed to have the kids with them. The kids are very rarely in this episode. They're not in this episode at all.
1: No, they're not. Um, And then, you know, you do, they they definitely up this tension with Mercer, and Mercer is sort of the linchpin, I think, in how they're trying to to sort of show this particular tension in the community, because he has the conversation with Rosita, then he has the conversation with Princess, which is really hard. Um, You know, it's, it's the one, the thing between him and Princess is, like, brutal, Um, but in a good way, Um, so... Um
0: yeah for her and maybe for him i would say for uh what's his name damn it what's the actor's name michael james shaw in Mm -hmm. that in that scene that they have together like his eyes are so expressive like he doesn't get to say very much because she's on a roll with her monologue uh but oh my gosh the way he's responding to her i was just like man this guy's putting in some work right now with his eyeballs
1: yeah Um, and those two and those two have a good chemistry and it's very clear in this and and honestly um i was just like man i would just love to have more of them (laughs) like see more scenes of them together because um that scene as you like it was amazing Um, just
0: like the domestic drama of princess and mercer (laughs) their relationship yeah
1: yeah Uh, yeah it's pretty cool and you know she lays out really what we're talking about here and and she sees this from a completely different perspective uh which i really thought that the whoever wrote this scene the dialogue was really great and she basically says look i really care about you i know you're a good person but this was my history and this is how i feel and basically um she came from a domestic violence situation uh when she was a kid and her her stepdad and her brother used to like Beat her and chain her up. And her mom would say things like this is, you know, could be so much worse or it could be, you know, this isn't that bad or just can't you just sort of deal with it. And, you know, that's really a commentary on a lot of things. And that's definitely in terms of domestic abuse. Um, and other unhealthy situations that is often something you hear people say um, and it's people who are trying to survive so it's sort of like in this particular scenario where you're not you know you're talking about you know these communities you can see that rhetoric um, but I really loved the line that she said was but it could be so much better yeah. instead of it could be so much worse and I thought that that hit really hard and these two really uh, like outdid themselves in the scene. I thought they were phenomenal. Um, and I thought that that specific, you know, how she leaves it. And she's like, I still have to go. Um, and this is why, but it doesn't mean I don't care about you. And and it's hard for her to go. Um, and so I, I thought that this was, that was to me the strongest scene in the whole episode. Um, and for sure, as, as far as the, amazing. just the,
0: the performances, that was the strongest yeah. scene. Uh, although, you know, <laughs> Hornsby uh, does some more sex face in this episode and I'm always yeah. a big fan of that <laughs> um, but before we get there Aaron Aaron and Jerry and Elijah and Lydia are we have a couple shots with with them through mm-hmm. interspersed in this episode too and uh, they are driving their wagon to Oceanside I think was their original yep, destination they're, got it. they're loaded down with supplies they're checking in with that community for reasons um without any of their family members for in the case of um jerry and aaron when -hmm. they run into a zombie herd not like literally but like they see one down the road and instead of waiting which is jerry's suggestion aaron's like let's go off road yeah come back and see how that goes in a a few minutes um but i was like that's a bad idea aaron why is aaron in such a bad mood why is he pushing so hard I would like to get well, to Well I'm
1: sure of this. I'm sure we'll come to that at some point, uh, but not yet. And um it's nice to see these these people, but again, Jerry's the conspicuous uh
0: ray of sunshine.
1: It, yeah. I was going to say it's it's just the fact that we don't have um any of their families. Oh, yeah. it's, sort of, it's sort of weird, but whatever. He
0: mentions Nabila at the end of this episode.
1: He does, so that's good. Like,
0: finally, there. I don't know if somebody was like, you know, we keep having all these scenes of Jerry, and we don't talk about his wife or his kids at all.
1: Right, and those are so important to him, and you know that they're important to him as a character, so it's sort of weird. Um, but anyway, we'll come back to them. Um, we'll, we'll,
0: but- we will come back to them, because the next scene is Rosita and Mercer. This is before the scene with him and Princess,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: again he is just like rosita is not a person that you will trifle with same mm-hmm. with princess like princess has kind of grown into that in the last season rosita has always been this way she will um spit hot fire <laughs> as it were and she is just like because he's being really weird and asking mm-hmm. her to like confirm her uh name and address and stuff he also says that she's unemployed yeah. Wasn't she just with him out in he armor? Was,
1: and I don't recall that like something happened, but okay. did she like,
0: did she muster out just before they are about to leave the okay. community? But that happened in the last episode and we just never saw it. I just thought that was a little weird. It's like, uh, okay. So she's unemployed apparently. And, um, but she's like, Oh, you don't know me. I don't know you. This is how it's going to go. Uh, so she's, she's very uh, disappointed in him. You can feel it in this, in the scene and eventually like his hard exterior kind of does falter and he's like look man i i like you i think you're great but i need your help to find eugene because he uh he's the one going down for this and i'm just like this is not a strategy that's going to work for you in this scene no
1: and also he knows how close she is with eugene and this is not something that's going to work and he knows it's sort of like i don't buy that he would do this so again there's some things that they do with a few of these characters that to me just don't hit um hit well and uh they don't they don't make sense. So the, and this was definitely one of them.
0: Yeah, there without um it's a little weird that Mercer is the one leading this effort too. I I don't know if it would have been more effective to have Hornsby's Gestapo doing yeah. some of this work. Of course we see kind of what's happened to them at the end of this episode too. Right, right, right. But um like it, yeah, Mercer doesn't feel like the right instrument for this sort of work. Because you'd expect him to be interviewing these Eugene's friends and then tailing them because right. they do go straight to Eugene after their yeah. interrogation, uh, but that doesn't seem to be entering into the arithmetic here. And I'm like, wow, oh, okay, this is like not a smart spy movie. This is just no. uh, a soldier, um, like pleading with some people he's come to be friendly with to do the wrong thing. Right. Like, uh, so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird vibe for mercer's efforts and the fact that he just keeps getting yelled at by all these um all these ladies that he is he has grown close with rosita professionally and princess personally
1: right right um and then there's the whole thing with eugene which is like uh you know i get it i get what they're doing with him and we sound
0: exasperated with him and i I, yeah i get it
1: yeah It's just like, yeah, you could go back and do this. And he's like, I'm not going to leave her behind. And it's, I mean, I like that they did a scene with him and Rosita because they obviously have that. Um, and, you know, they do some, um, you know, it, like they those two have the lo- one of the longest standing relationships on this show and friendships on the show. And so I, I appreciate that, but it just feels like, from a tactical point of view this doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense for him to go and do what he does but he does and i guess that's where how they're moving the plot along um but you know it used to be that eugene was only after for himself but that has not been the case for a long time um but they feel it feels almost like they're going back to that to some extent um
0: you wait like his selfless act is an act of what do you mean
1: I mean, you know, like when we first met Eugene, he was really just trying to sort of survive on his own. That's why he lied about all the things that he lied about. Yeah.
0: And that was the montage at the beginning of the episode, too. It yeah. was kind of his story. It was a lot of Abraham, too. A lot yeah. of Michael Cudlitz yeah. in those flashbacks. And it was kind of like um, I did whatever. I, yeah, I forget. Was it Judith narrating it again? Yeah. But it was kind of the like we do what we can to survive, yeah. but it doesn't mean that we're bad people or i forget exactly what the moral of the story was in the the montage
1: but it sort of left out a lot of the parts about eugene those flashbacks left out a lot of the parts of eugene where he's already kind of gone down this path or at least i feel like those things had already been resolved about him
0: yeah like the Um, time jump kind of transformed him into a, a capable person again
1: right so it felt weird that they it feels like they're sort of treading across the same ground but i guess that's where they're going with this so yeah
0: well in this case it's about this like love story and that's weird that that's like his central central theme for his character is you know he was obsessed with rosita for i guess in in theory he was obsessed with rosita but i don't feel like that ever really was that well telegraphed um Mm -hmm. but there was certainly some scenes with the two of them at kingdom during the whisperer war uh -hmm. where she was like you know um do you want? Yeah, you can't have it. Do you want it <laughs> or something along those lines? Yeah. Uh, and so, it, like, he has to, in a way, either land this relationship or he's going to feel like a failure as a person, which that's kind of those are some weird stakes.
1: Mm-hmm. So anyway, we got that going on. Yeah. Um...
0: That is going on. Um, Aaron is leading the foursome through the woods with the wagon, uh, and then he's like, "We can do it, you guys. Let's keep going." And then the wagon rolls over Jerry. Jerry's okay, can leg. I
1: just can I just like pause for a moment here and say the minute that they had the whole thing with the wagon, I'm like, up oh, yes. somebody. Somebody's leg, somebody's foot, something's going to happen here.
0: <laughs> or they're just going <laughs> to lose all this gear because the horse will like break a foot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Walking off uh, the
0: trail. Like this is just a really bad idea. And I, I'm like, "Aaron, why are you making bad decisions? Why couldn't you just wait for yeah. a, an hour until the the horde had gone by?" Also, um i think it's during the scene that you also get a, a cut back to the zombies and one of them like stops and turns around and
1: it looks and you and yeah i thought the same thing and everybody did which is that i was like oh is this the new one is this a new one or is, or this
0: is it newer? a whisper which they they kind of think about yep. for a few scenes in this in this episode mm-hmm. but this zombie looks pretty zombie-like mm-hmm. um yeah, but so Jerry's foot gets run over, but then there's blood on his knee,
1: which I'm like, how did that even happen?
0: Is this like a compound fracture? Is there a bone sticking out of there? Did
1: you just get it cut he's, by the thing. He's I don't like know. As good as dead, is if that's
0: the case. Right. But yeah, there's blood, a bloody bandage on his leg for the rest of the episode. And I'm just like, what happened in this situation I that know. else? Yep. Um, I, I don't remember if Jerry has been injured in this way before, like kind of you know like a leg taken out but as the biggest member of the group that's kind of one of your biggest fears right like oh god now he's not mobile and how are we going to get him around and they don't really show how he gets off the roof of that stall by the end of the episode
1: oh they don't
0: because I'm like just like just getting down from there would have been really painful with a bad knee
1: um and they find this renaissance fair place to shelter um which does look pretty cool but you know it's weird that it's sort of untouched right
0: yeah uh, this is also very reminiscent of those like uh gulch what are, what were those uh yeah the, the gulch
1: the, the whatever episode. the theme parks the
0: park. from fear the walking dead so now they've found another theme park um and there's a lot of mentions of kingdom 2.0 and well maybe maybe this will come back and i don't know there's not a lot of time to set up a whole new set. Uh well this is the set exists I guess in, in this episode but there's not a lot of time for them to set up an entirely new community but maybe that's that's what they're leaning toward. Um and Aaron is still being moody, Lydia's having second thoughts about Elijah and she uh even though they're they're all, you know, doe-eyed at each other. Yeah, uh, do you, do you care a... about this plotline at all?
1: No, and I think it's sort of it feels like it's kind of wedged in a little bit, but I I'm sure either Elijah or her is gonna bite it, um, huh. based on how much they're building this up, and Aaron maybe too. Um.
0: I don't know. I because of the the emphasis that they put on in that conversation that she has with Aaron later, where he's like, "Look, I said no to my husband so many times, and I my own that's my only regret now because if I had been with him longer before he died, that would have been awesome." which you can only say in hindsight. Um, But that's his, like that's the showrunner or the writer saying, you know, love is good. We should Mm -hmm. always seize love um, and take advantage of it. So I don't know. I feel like maybe this is a hopeful message for this show. Of course they don't like to let people be happy. If Lydia has one more potential partner die on her, I think she's going to throw in the towel.
1: Yeah. So uh so we have them all in this little community having little i do like the little scenes between them and that that you know there's uh and jerry is kind of cute being like this could be the new kingdom you know it's pretty adorable um and then aaron's just being cranky and not having any of it and um but i but part of it that is i do like about it is that they clearly have done all the, what they're supposed to be doing they've checked the perimeters they've blocked everything and it really is to build up the fact that they have this walkers or walker like maybe whisper like kind of skulking around out there uh they show just like a hand grasping and reaching and basically you know doing things that normal walkers don't do um so that was kind of interesting those Um, hands
0: man those hands do not look like they're gray and they're discolored yeah but his that walker's face is like very deteriorated those yeah. hands just look like... you
1: do not. They just look like they've been kind of just dead, right?
0: Flesh, fleshy hands that are just... Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I kind of wish that they had shown... And it would have had to be CG, probably, because there's not a lot of meat on hands that you can alter right. <laughs> with prosthetics. I mean, maybe. But uh, yeah, it would have been... I think it would have been a little better because you see those hands a few times to, like, reach up and do something weird. And each time they're, like, very alive looking to me
1: well and i think that they were trying to sort of straddle that line to make it be like well is this a whisper or not um but then they shouldn't have made the walker so decomped you know so so that was the thing i'm like well this is an odd decision because those hands would probably be so much more desiccated and like like gross missing some
0: fingers maybe like yeah it would have been it would
1: just be deteriorated like you're not going to have that much flesh left on them if his face and body are looking like they they were
0: let's actually talk out the rest of this storyline like this is the bead plot i guess for this episode um but so lydia and aaron stay up and do their first watch because lydia is avoiding elijah although aaron has already kind of talked her into trying it out to to smooch with him again um, when they start hearing creepy sounds like creaking mm-hmm. metal and thudding sounds, and then very quickly there's four zombies, then there's like twenty and then there's like a hundred zombies in the inside the the area and the their first reaction is to go and fight them
1: mm.
0: and then uh she comes face to face with the super zombie or whatever it is, uh which grabs her stick um yep. and then, uh, they run away and then they start to decide to wake up Jerry and Elijah. Yep. Uh, so I thought that that was, you know, th- these are, these are good scenes. Angela Kang talks in the after show about how challenging a shoot this was because it was a long night shoot. Yep. Um, lots of these, I didn't see any CG. These look like all zombie extras. Yep. Which they haven't been doing as much of in this show recently. Like there's been the the scene of the uh, herd approaching the Commonwealth, it was like two zombies and, you know, a thousand CG zombies, uh, or at least it felt, it didn't feel like they had that many zombie extras. This I think was one of the biggest zombie extra scenes we've had in a long time.
1: Yeah. And it, it looked great and I liked it. Um, I also love the decision to have Lydia be the one that first sort of encounters directly this new Walker because of her experience with the whispers, because she, you know that makes sense. Like she has the most knowledge in terms of of this particular.
0: And her response, yeah, yeah she yeah. she stabs it in the shoulder or in the chest, thinking it's a it's a whisperer. Yeah. But then it it like it doesn't have the effect that she was hoping, right. and they just right. kind of run away. I thought so that, that I yeah, thought that was cool.
1: really cool. Um, and then how they escalate this, and you know, and they think that they're safe in the normal things that they would do in this situation um doesn't work because this thing is like problem solving yeah. um and his guess-
0: reactions really are yeah, great. great and the, every time <laughs> yeah. something different happens like especially at the very end but like yep. when they see the yep. doorknob turning he's like what yep. the yeah <laughs> and that's when aaron's like it's the whisperers and he starts like looking for whispers but there aren't any mm-hmm. uh, and so they just keep kind of running away until they're on the roof of this little stall yeah and uh they're they're looking over the edge trying to figure out what they're going to do next when our there's only one, right? There's only yeah, one there's zombie. There's only that's... one that
1: I could, that they seem to be talking it's, about. It's, so. it's wearing
0: that like sleeveless plaid vest, which so you just recognize it over and over again. And it's the one with Lydia's knife sticking out of it and it climbs yep. up and Jerry's just going, dude.
1: Yeah, that was so great.
0: It picks up a big rock too. Like it doesn't, they don't just let it stop at uh, turning no. doorknobs. And I did like the fact that they had a little round doorknob. It was very reminiscent of um, the Joneses' house, right? Morgan and yep. Dwayne looking at the doorknob. Mo- Were they awake looking at that? In yeah. Yeah. One? Uh, yeah. I thought that was that was a good callback. Of course, you know, we've talked about this. Like, this is all just a way to retcon some of those decisions yeah. that they made in those episodes, yep. but. I don't know. It's kind of working for me. Like, this is this is changing the playing field a little bit.
1: I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Uh, I don't know that it was necessary for them to talk about. Well, I heard rumors. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I don't know that they needed to go that far, but they did. So that's fine. Um, And, you know, it like Aaron's like, I thought it was just urban legends. <laughs> you know and but the i thought one of the greatest things though, was when he really thinks it's a whisper and they pulls its face off and it's clearly a walker <laughs> and that was a real his face was amazing and yeah. that i thought that that was a great scene um so they've introduced it it's there i'm sure more will be coming um but that was th- them having a conversation about and saying okay well if this is the case there seems some things that are gonna have to change now right because we have to change how we're doing things um and that makes that that is a game changer um but this was you know uh they've successfully killed it they've they're moving on to oceanside but they basically feel like they have to talk to others about this to try to warn them um but Aaron seems to be in a better mood anyway
0: <laughs> yeah what <laughs> Like why haven't they explained why he's all angry like I don't know. it does feel like a big question mark
1: I don't know uh so so i I'm assuming they will revisit this group at some point, but that's where they kind of leave it here um in other uh other weird relationships or weird things that happen, we've got uh Pamela milton uh her whole scene with Sebastian, which is very creepy, and their whole dynamic has always been creepy like I think he I sorry not sebastian hornsby um hornsby is i mean I think he's such a phenomenal actor and that's why these scenes are so creepy but their whole dynamic is is weird and you know i don't know it, what did you think about it <laughs>
0: Well, there, the scene before the she even goes to Hornsby, where she is with Sebastian, she's like yeah. she has a, a bunch of scenes with his dead body, right? Yeah, and it's very time, remini- time,
1: it's reminiscent of another Governor, right? It's reminiscent right. of the- uh, sort
0: of, of, except in this case, there is no like, um, you know, you were a great kid. No, <laughs> it's like now we can finally stop disappointing each other. I thought was a good yeah, line. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then as soon as he reanimates, she leaves the room and says to a soldier, take care of that, which right. you hear that line. You see who she's telling that to. You're like, Oh, she's just going to have it put down.
1: Right. Like
0: there's no reason not to think that that's what's happening there. Right. I thought this was really smart to, to then kind of turn that on its head when she does go to see Hornsby and a couple of scenes. Um, And yeah, like this was, so Hornsby's is there. He's like, you know, like let's work together. I think we can do this. Uh, she, the fact that she knew that he was behind everything, too, I thought was kind of interesting.
1: Well, I mean, they both had the same sort of uh, game, the, the game book, the playbook, because, mm-hmm. like, she knows it's him because she's done the same thing. So, she's taught him
0: everything he knows. Yeah,
1: but. yeah. And so I thought that was interesting. Um, and you know, she blames him for Sebastian's death, but really, I mean, I don't know. Even even when they kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it, Sebastian definitely was part of, like, a lot of nefarious things going on, which she even admits, but she's like, but I loved him, and I don't know. I feel like that tropey tropey storyline is kind of annoying. I don't know. Um, I think she mm. loves power a lot more. Um, I don't really particularly think that she would not that she wouldn't care that her son was dead, but in some ways this is a problem solved for her. Um, so I don't know.
0: I don't know. Her dynasty is dead. Like that and was her whole plan was to to keep it going. Uh, and now what, like, yeah, she has to be thinking of legacy yeah. still. Like, she, and who, who is the kingdom going to go to next? There is no obvious person except for Hornsby. Uh, right. But she doesn't seem to be trusting him. No. Uh, even to the end of the scene it's very unclear what she intends to do with him right because she's she's like she flips the coin she's like if it's if it's you call it and it's whatever then you live he's like oh thank you so much but then the next thing that happens is oh it's old Sebastian uh he's back and here's Calhoun with a yeah, fatal wound. Ro-
1: Roman Roman is uh, you know who uh, Roman who is one of the one of the hornsby
0: isn't that Calhoun let's see oh his first name is roman
1: okay so we're both right we were both right (laughs) anyway she's like oh feed the corpse to to sebastian and it's like well that only works for so long right it doesn't matter whether you're feeding him a corpse or not it's not like you get satiated right yeah
0: what's but now he has a weapon true um he's in a cell with
1: with a zombie
0: and a warm body and her instructions are to feed the zombie. Like mm-hmm. this is not. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, where is this going? I, yeah, I will admit, I like know. this, because I I assume he cannot put down Sebastian. That that's not his instruction.
1: Nope. It's he has a weapon. Uh,
0: very strange. Yep. Um. So yeah, like what what is Melton doing? Who is the big bad? Is it is, is it her? Is it him? Yep. Um, is it going to be some sort of twofer? Maybe we'll find yeah. out. Uh, we've also had a scene with um, Eugene challenging Mercer, or not Mercer, Daryl, to yeah. a fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. It's kind of laughable. Yeah. Uh, I think we've, I think you've already kind of talked about your feelings about this Eugene storyline. You're not a huge fan.
1: It just feels forced and dumb.
0: Yeah, but... um, and when at the end of this episode, he goes to the cops and turns himself in, despite the advice of. Rosita, who tries really hard to talk him out of it. Daryl doesn't try at all. I think Daryl's just kind of he does he he talks about being him being smart, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, Daryl does not try to talk him out of it. Rosita does fails. And in the end, he goes to uh, turn himself into Mercer. Max is apparently in the other room and can hear it. Um there was one one of the Commonwealth soldiers in that scene in like their police headquarters or whatever it is. Just never gets out of his chair, is drinking his coffee. Yep. <laughs> I was like, this is my spirit animal. Yep. Uh we don't all need to get up just because one guy walks in and puts his hands up. Yep. Um and yeah, I guess that's kind of everything that happens in this episode. Uh, Jerry does talk about King Jerry and Queen Nabila mm-hmm. at the very end. And uh and Rosita's packing Eugene's bolo tie, which he had given her to give to Coco. Yep. Oh yeah, then she gets she gets rolled up by some some strangers.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: I was kind of disappointed that she wasn't able to beat them up.
1: Yeah, it was a little too easy, I think, for them to take her. But cool.
0: She's a consummate but, badass, and I don't think she would get snuck up on so quite no, so easy. I don't,
1: I don't think so either. And that's again, but I guess we'll have to see what happens in the next in the next episode or two
0: yeah well, i guess uh we will have to wait and see what happens in the next episode or two uh but this was this was variant and um another kind of triggering <laughs> triggering title for an episode right mm-hmm. lockdown and variant are we are we kidding here no
1: no well uh thank you everybody for listening today and for for bearing with the the we, we didn't do too much of a hiatus because we pre-recorded but um Excited to talk about the rest of the season. And if you have thoughts about Variant and where the season is going and, and the new zombie Variant that we saw, um, let us know. Send us a tweet. Reanimated PCAST is the handle. Uh, as long as they keep letting us, I guess, post. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, we, new-
0: might, we might have to switch. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Um, or you can check us out on Podbean. Uh, reanimated, @reanimatedpodcast.podbean is that what it is Stuart?
0: reanimated.podbean.com
1: ah, thank you thank you um and you know just let us know what you think or you could email us reanimatedpodcast at Com, and love to hear your thoughts um as always and until next time ciao and happy halloween
0: ta-ta for now